I've been told you like dad jokes. Yeah. What's your favorite dad joke? Oh, man. How PC can we get on this? You can do anything you want. (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, um, shoot. Although dad jokes are not known to be dirty. (laughs) I'm Scott McGrew. Welcome to Sand Hill Road. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. This week, Anand Iyer. I'm the managing partner of a venture capital fund called Canonical, uh, Canonical Crypto. And I'm also a venture partner at Lightspeed. Um, I've been doing this for about a year and a half now as an investor. And prior to that, for over 20 years, I was an operator. It was about 10 years ago uh, you made some news by walking in and quitting your job so you could be a full-time father. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That puts your daughter at, what, about uh, 12, 13? No, 10. I mean, she'd just been born. Oh, it really was? Oh, you did it right off the top. Right off the top, yeah, yeah. Ten years ago, Anand Iyer made news for quitting his job at a company called Threadflip to be a stay-at-home dad. It was like actual news for a dad to quit at the time. We work so hard so that we can spend more time with our families, yet we work so hard that we don't get enough time to spend a lot of time with families while we're in the thick of it. So, yeah, I that was sort of a pinnacle moment for me. And It's far less remarkable now for a dad to stay home, even more so given the pandemic. We have a really close bond, um, my daughter and I, and it feels, I was, here's, I'll summarize it this way. I was telling our friends that, it was it was a few months ago, just coming out of, or sorry, maybe now years ago, uh, coming out of COVID, I was telling our friends that, wow, I just realized that my daughter can have a very edgy and strange personality. And they were like, wow, that's such a strange, like, why would you say that about your daughter? That's right. like, it sounds mean. And I said, no, no, it's because she spent so much time with me that I realized what, it, you know, that she's picked up all the worst parts of who I am. And I was like, is this what I've been doing to people this whole time? Well, this is, I'm, the, I'm so this is not the, the, the <laughs> thing I was expecting. You know, <laughs> hey, congratulations, you were a stay-at-home dad. What have you learned? And what did you, you know, know, well, you know, she picked up the worst parts of me. I know, that's right. <laughs> Would have been better if you were at the office? <laughs> exactly, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, in, in, in all honesty, though, I think what it has done is, um, I think we reflect on this a lot, my wife and I, which is it's given us a chance to bond. And I think I've also perhaps set the modality for what what she should expect from her partner, perhaps, when she grows up, or what fam- what a family model should look like. I wonder, you know, this, certainly the fatherhood thing uh, had gotten uh, easier. People would understand you as a father needed to go 
pick up your children from school or take them yeah. to the doctor, which, you know, 20 years ago, yeah. I don't think was the case. And I think right. the pandemic also changed a lot of things. I yeah. mean, parents stayed at home. And of course, now many of us work from home, at least occasionally, which frees right. up childcare. So I think parenting becomes a higher priority. That's right. Yeah, it's it's such an interesting shift. Post-pandemic, you know, you have, you have this optionality now that previously didn't exist. So... Um, yeah, it's it's been an int- it's been interesting really coming out of this uh, out of the pandemic to figure out what does childcare in this world look like? How do you really you know because the the counterpoint to this is that I don't th- there are some folks who really struggle to draw the line between work and home right because mm-hmm. when you left home is when work began right and now there's that that line's super blurry um, so it's it's something we're all struggling to figure out I think we'll we'll see how this and now of course. At least, and in, in even within our portfolio companies, I'm starting to see a lot more of, you know, hey, let's get back into work. Like this face-to-face interaction actually means something. It's valuable. Sure. And it actually moves the needle. It's got meaningful impact. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, we're going to continue to test the test the limits on where we can go with this. So your focus now, uh, both at Lightspeed and at your own fund, is crypto. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, it sounds a bit old, out of fashion. Yeah, uh, your focus now is parachute pants. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your focus now is disco. Uh, crypto, you know, has really taken it on the chin. Yeah. Uh, lately, um, yeah. and not a lot of people believe in it. Yeah. Um, define crypto for me, because you're yeah. not just talking investing in Bitcoin, right? right? Yeah. Uh, define what you find interesting or even compelling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Again, we'll have to, you know, time check me here if I go over. Right, but and um, you have in three yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my my journey in earnest, and I just tweeted about this the other day because it's coming up on ten years now. So I, I you know, my Bitcoin story, which is the first sort of crypto entry, started, you mined them yourself. Yes, yeah. and that was ten years ago. Um, so that's kind of how the process started, and. You know, I didn't. I didn't know how how big this could be then. And as I've gotten deeper and deeper in this rabbit hole, I've realized, wow, you know, this is a whole, this is a whole other world that we're a part of. But to summarize, I'd say that you're one hundred percent correct. The word crypto is feels, you know, it sounds like a bad five letter word. It almost now. looks silly on the on sports stadiums at this point. Yes, yeah. it, you know, and it's there, it's still pervasive. And you know? it's like we're we're holding the fort <laughs> down, and it was able to pay for the stadium, but it's there, you know, whether it's Coinbase or Crypto.com, um, but. It means, you know, it, it means so much to some people. I'll give you, maybe I'll talk to you about this from an example, and maybe that fortifies like what crypto means, right? Or what, what the blockchain has to offer, which is the technology lying underneath. But there are some countries in the world where the inflation is so out of control, right? That your ability to trust your sovereign currency doesn't exist. Um, there are families who've had to flee their home countries, and, um, you know, I, I, let me give you an example. Like I was, ta- I was watching this show called Breaking Bad. I was rewatching it recently, and there's a situation where I don't know if have you seen the show. But I, I haven't. I've okay. yet to start it. Yeah, it's okay. Well, do, you know, it's it's a it's a long haul. But you know, there's this point when someone's like, you know, you you're having to deal with like large sums of money, and like, what is the way in which you might be able to move that capital, right? Like, how do you, if I had to flee my country? Right, and I had to like you know, and I was forced out of here, and I had to take my money with me. Like, how would I do that? Like, how would I carry all this cash with me? I can't take a cashier's check. Sure. That may not mean anything outside of my country, right? So, you know, being able to like transport, being able to hold your own money without having to stuff it under a mattress or put it in pillowcases and like having to move it and stuff like that, I think is a it's a it's 
you know, this is somewhat what like the crypto rails kind of offer. You know, you're not betting on your own sovereign currency. You're betting on this standard that's so decentralized that no one can really shut it down and it holds value. And that is, to a large extent, what crypto really is. It's like this, the concept of sovereignty, the ability to break away from the shackles of what governments offer in terms of actual currency, what we're conditioned to think about, and uh, having the flexibility to do with it what you want, yeah. I realize you're talking, you know, about how the value might be good in in overseas situations, yeah. but is the average American really ever going to care about crypto the way we care about TikTok or iPhones? Yeah. Or I mean, you think about, yeah. you know, there, yeah. there's no killer app for crypto right. in which Americans go, oh, I get it. Yeah. Even ChatGPT, you're like, it'll do your homework. Yeah. You're, oh, I get it. Right, right. It's a good point. And I'll, I think there's two ways to think about it. One, my hope is that in 10 years, maybe we should do this again. In like 2020, 2033, let's do this again. You know, there's there's this, you know, what I like to think of as a steady state where we're using crypto, but we don't care we're using crypto, right? So for example, when you go swipe your Visa or your MasterCard today, there's a pile of stuff that happens behind the scenes. Well, yes, that's cryptography, that. not not crypto in the way that a cryptocurrency or blockchain. Yeah, this is, I mean, even that's not cryptography, right? It's just, it's basic financial rails. Sure. But there's a lot of efficiencies that can be realized if you were to use crypto rails behind the scenes. And maybe that's the end state, right? Like that's where we get to, where the average user doesn't need to care, right? So for example, if you and I had caught up, let's say, instead of doing this in person, we'd done it over Zoom, there's a pile of stuff that happens behind the scenes, mm -hmm. including you know stuff that maybe my old employer, Cisco Systems, had to offer right back in the day, because that's how low level this stuff gets in terms of transferring packets over the internet. But no one really cares about that, and that's okay. Right, and maybe that's an end state that we want to get to. Is that there's beautiful, efficient infrastructure behind the scenes that the average user doesn't need to care about. Now, what has happened? So that's point number one. Point number two is that what has happened, however, is that we are conditioned to think of these cryptocurrencies, some of which are just memes or coins that all they're meant to do is go up in, in value, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so we speculate on them and we go, okay, I'm going to go buy this thing because I think it's going to go up. And I heard something or I got a tip, et cetera. And I think a lot, lot of the speculations driving the price of those coins, some of which do something credible, most of them don't, right? And that's the piece we need to sort of break away from, which is kind of unfortunate. Like, that's well, I think it, it, damages, it damages the whole yeah, yeah. reputation of it. Absolutely true. Yeah. And that's that's the good and bad of this world, right? That there's no one, nothing that stops anyone it doesn't stop Scott from launching a Scott coin, you know, right. and saying, hey, this thing could go up in value. Like, you should bet on it. Like, this is going to be the next big thing, right? And you'll start to, like, pump it and try to get people excited about it. There's nothing because of the truly decentralized world that this is. You could do that. But at the same time, you could have another company that's, like, building something truly credible. You could have an Ethereum. You could have an Arbitrum. You could have you know, a SUI or anything like that, which is actually doing some really meaningful stuff behind the scene. And there is a token associated with it. It's kind of like saying, hey, back in the late 90s, I heard about this great company called Microsoft and it, it's got, it's creating software and we think that there's going to be a desktop and everyone's, you know, desk, right? And you're like, okay, maybe I should go buy this stock and maybe it'll go up in value, right? So, I think that's there's a difference in that, saying, hey, I'm going to bet on something that we think is highly, you know, it's like, it feels like a casino and we're speculating and gambling versus I'm going to bet on something where I, I feel like there's underlying value and the price is going to go up, right? Because at the end of the day, like, we all want to buy in on something if we think the price is going to go up, right? <laughs> I, I think I think you are absolutely right that there is there is value behind crypto and the blockchain. Yeah. 
However, Dogecoin and yeah. Sam Bankman-Fried are the two faces of crypto in the blockchain. Yeah. And it's a yeah. disaster as far as a public relations sort of thing goes. Yeah, we haven't done ourselves any favors. And I think it's, it's it, you know, it's uh, it's truly unfortunate, right? But I think, you know, the best that, you know, we can do as builders, as investors in this space. And one of the sort of the core tenets with which, you know, even as an investor today that I literally aspire for in our founders is integrity, right? Let's just operate with a sense of north and wanting to solve big problems because that's where we're here. Like the beauty of like living and having worked here, and I'm really fortunate to have had this opportunity to have really kind of grown up here in the Valley, is being surrounded by people who want to make an impact. And I kind of aspire to see that in founders that I want to back as well. So yeah, there, there, are, there are bad actors out there, but let us not get caught up in that. Let, let us form our sense of North because I really want to be able to create an impact. And, you know, look, we may, we may fail dramatically and drastically, but we will have tried really hard because that's what we want at the end of the day is that, you know, we're solving for these efficiencies that I talked to you about briefly. These inefficiencies exist, right? And I think we can make them so much more performant and efficient. And I'm talking in abstract terms here, I fully understand. Yes. But, you know, there are, there are ways in which the blockchain can do things that other systems cannot. And I think that is the end state we need to get to. We're, we're in a rough patch. And I, I really hope we come out of it. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. You've launched a six-week program at University of Texas, Austin, 2023 Crypto Summer Lab. Yeah. What do you hope uh, people get out of it? Yeah. I... I think we're sort of in the, you know, the 2008 era of the internet. Like, that's kind of how I think about when I think about, like, where we are in the crypto infrastructure wave. So I came here to the Valley in 2001. You know, Cisco was crashing, and I joined Cisco Systems as it was crashing. And it was, I, I saw a lot. And I was one of the very fortunate to not have gotten laid off. It, was, it would have been funny if I just moved here right out of college and I got laid off on the, on the same day. But fortunately, that didn't happen. But I saw, you know, I think there's a lot of fortitude that went into building, you know, software and hardware that would continue to power the internet. 
we went through a down period, went through a lull, and then we came back and more applications got built. Some of them never saw a lighter day. We went quiet again. And the next thing you know, between 2000, I don't know, 2007, 2008 onwards till right about now, we've just seen incredible foundational building blocks get built without which companies like Airbnb or Uber mm-hmm. would not have been able to thrive. And so shortly now to answer your question more succinctly, I think with this sort of course, what I'm hoping we can do is encourage people to think about those building blocks, those Lego blocks that on top of which beautiful things can get built. And because there is a lot of sound beauty that exists in the world of crypto and blockchain infrastructure, and we just need smart people who are looking to solve difficult problems to just roll up their sleeves and go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a swipe at this. And again, and as we talked talk about earlier, I may fail, but you know, if I don't try this now, I'm going to regret it. And I want to I give it a shot. So those are the kind of people we want in the program. Those are the kind of people we have as a part of you know, Professor Sriram at Austin and a bunch of others in this ecosystem who want to see this industry get pushed forward. And um, you know, it's, it's a rising tide situation. If we can sort of educate people they could educate us about how how we should be thinking about this space and some incredible companies come out of this. Wow. I mean, like what, you know, we'll be extremely proud that we were able to make this impact. And in 10 years, we're like, you know, remember that that team we spoke to is now kind of like the, you know, the Amazon web services of the crypto world, right? Like that would have been, that's, that you know, we'll feel really great about that. So that's the, that's the aspiration here. We started with me asking you about fatherhood. I've been told you like dad jokes. Yeah. What's your favorite dad joke? Oh man, how PC can we get on this? <laughs> you can do anything you want. <laughs> oh man, I mean, um, shoot. Although dad jokes are not known to be dirty, <laughs> this is this is true. I mean, this is not dirty. I mean, it's more uh, it's more crass than it's dirty, I guess. Um, <laughs> okay, I'll tell you this one. I, so, um, and I'll say it the way my daughter said it, right? So it's yeah. going to be a little. Uh, it's going to sound like a ten year old would have said it. So she told me this is not a dad joke. This is a girl <laughs> joke that was told to a daughter dad. joke. A daughter joke. So she goes, uh, uh, there, are, there are two flies sitting on some poop. And one of the flies farts. And the other fly says, excuse me, I'm trying to eat over here. <laughs> so that's the, that's the latest one that's on the top of my mind. <laughs> and when I tell you that, this is the kind of stuff that my daughter is, you know, like this Clearly is Clearly stay at home was so valuable. Exactly, yes. exactly <laughs> my point. My favorite is uh, about the geese. You know, you see them flying south for the summer. Yes. And they kind of form that V. Yes. You know, uh, oftentimes one side of the V is longer than the other side of the V. Mm. And do you know why that one side of the V is longer? No. Because there are more geese on that side. Uh, Of course. Yes. Dad joke. (laughs) Check. (laughs) Well done, sir. Anand Iyer, Lightspeed Ventures. Next week on Sand Hill Road. You know, they're really a pioneer of the gig economy. And if you think back to that time, it was a, a It was huge, a wild idea. Yeah. Wild idea. Yeah. People were blown. Their minds were blown. Brian Rothenberg of Defy on the drive to grow your customer base. Sand Hill Road is produced by Sean Myers under the leadership of Sarah Bueno and Stephanie Adruni. For more interviews with Silicon Valley's most influential entrepreneurs, check me out on TV at Press Here. That's Sunday mornings on NBC Bay Area and everywhere in the world on iTunes and at PressHereTV.com.